welcome in to another Wealth Guardian show. Yes, I'm Doug Ray. I am your host today. And, um, you know, always uh, on this show, I like to start out by giving a big uh, thank you and salute out to all of our uh, service members, veterans, and uh, first providers. Thank you so much for everything that you do and sacrifice for us. I guess um, if you've been listening this week, you've heard my tease, my promo for today's show. Um, I started out by saying, I hate annuities and you should too. Uh, That is what one um, financial advisor has spent literally millions of dollars advertising all over the country. And uh, I wanted to um, invite in a special guest today, Mr. Brian Bailey, uh, for us to have a conversation about annuities, because I'll tell you, I, I do use them. You know, I use them a lot. Um, but I have I find that so many people, when they first come in and they sit down with me, are completely uh, they misunderstand. There's myths. Uh, they don't. Uh, they they think uh, different things that aren't true about annuities. So what I want to do is is I want to cut to the chase today. And let's Brian and I talk about uh, annuities and how they are good and how they are not good in different aspects. Um, so about my guest, Brian Bailey. Brian, Brian had, and I have worked together for, uh, I don't know, six, five, six, seven years now. Um, and what Brian does for me, he is, he is a, a, uh, a member of a, a company called Financial Independence Group over in Cornelius. And Financial Independence Group uh, helps advisors like myself uh, with different types of uh, investment and insurance products. Uh, For example, annuities, long-term care, life insurance. Brian actually is the specialist in the annuity department. And what they do for us is a ton of work. Uh, They scour the entire universe of annuities out there and try to bring us the best product that will perform the best over time for our clients. So without any further ado, let me welcome in Mr. Brian Bailey to the show. Hey, Brian. Good morning, Doug. Thanks, thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, absolutely. I'm uh, looking forward to this show because, uh, like I said a moment ago, people are so confused and misunderstand annuities. Um, and uh, let's try to clear the air on a little bit. First off, some basics. Tell us what an annuity is and the different varieties. So uh, annuities are uh, actually uh, an instrument, uh, actually a contract between you and an insurance company. And uh, essentially what they were originally designed to do was provide an income stream for uh, a life purpose. And uh, they have certainly evolved from that point. But uh, we, you know, we've, we've seen them uh, you know, now, uh, since I've been doing this for the many years I've been doing it, we've, uh, we've actually seen them evolve more into uh, savings-type vehicles uh, and then also use for for income purpose, but uh, the generalities of them are are more uh, designed around savings. Um, you know, there there are a couple of different types. Uh, there are uh, deferred annuities, and there are also immediate annuities. So immediate annuities are the annuities that you would put your money into and give you a direct income stream uh, right away. Uh, deferred annuity is more of that savings type of vehicle. And inside of deferred annuities, there are all kinds of different uh, complex vehicles. There are the variable annuities. Uh, which are uh, market-driven. Uh, they are they are, they use uh, sub-accounts uh, to uh, give you uh, returns based on you know some some uh, stock market um, you know mutual fund things like that. 
there are also then fixed annuities, which are giving you uh, a straight interest rate. And then there are also a, what I call a hybrid type, which are index annuities, and that's really a hybrid between the fixed annuity and the variable annuity. The index annuity is uh, give you a market-linked return, but also designed not to take uh, market risk uh, from your portfolio. So kind of to, to sum things up, here's sort of what I tell folks when they come in. There's four varieties. Uh, the immediate annuity, just think pension. That's what you're doing. You're creating a lifetime pension. Uh, the fixed annuity, just think like bank CD because that's kind of what it is. It's a, uh, a fixed rate of interest for a fixed term, and just like a CD, it matures, and you can roll it over or take your money out and do something different with it. A variable annuity, think 401K because that's what it looks like. It's an annuity with a bunch of mutual funds in it. You call them subaccounts, but that's what they are. And then the hybrid now is the indexed annuity, which uh, kind of is a combination of a fixed annuity and a variable annuity. You know, I'll never forget the very first annuity I ever sold. I was probably um, a year or two in the business with Merrill Lynch, and it was a fixed annuity. And catch this, Brian. This was a 10-year guarantee, 8% per year compounded annual rate of interest. Well, I'd like to pick up one of those today. Oh, dude, I'd have people lined up out my door, clear out to I-40 for that thing. Man. <laughs> uh, you know, specifically what I want to try to concentrate on today uh, is is an indexed annuity because we see that used quite a bit in uh, retirement planning. And if you just joined us, uh, this is the Wealth Guardian Show here on 94.5 WPTI, and we're talking annuities, the pros and the cons. And with Brian Bailey, he is my special guest today. So one of the things I'd like to offer our listeners today, if you have an annuity vehicle of any type and you have questions about it, maybe you have no idea why you bought it in the first place, but maybe you do, uh, what I'd like to offer you is uh, an evaluation of of your annuity. Uh, You may have a an absolutely great annuity doing exactly what it was meant to do for your portfolio, or you may have something totally obsolete uh, that um, that you really don't need anymore. And if, if you do, you need to know about it. And because something can be done about it, it's just like, it's just like uh, anything else. Annuities over time can get old and obsolete. You can trade them in just like an old car. You can trade them in and get something brand new, with all the new features and whistles and bells. And we'll talk about whistles and bells on on these annuity products here in a minute. So if you've got an annuity, you don't understand it, you want some clear-cut answers, give us a call at 336-391-3409. That's 336-391-3409. All right, Brian, let's let's get into indexed annuities. I have been using them in portfolios since about 1998. And uh, for those who have tuned in and don't really know what an indexed annuity is, let me just kind of give a, a quick definition. It is a savings vehicle that is indexed to some type of market index or component that has a portion of that index upside potential but none of the index's downside potential. So did I get that about right? That's right. That's exactly how it works. Okay. So um, what I find out about indexed annuities when people either have, have them in their portfolio or they come in and they, we talk about them, uh, they, are, uh, they misunderstand them. They, they are 
Um, I guess they just either didn't hear their advisor correctly or, or whatever, but there's a lot of moving parts to any annuity vehicle and indexed annuities in, in particular. First off, let's talk about the index itself. Tell me the different types of indexes that are built into some of these uh, tools. Well, there are, right now there are tons of them. When they were first originally designed, uh, most of them, you know, about 95% of them use the S&P 500 as its index link. Uh, and, and many of them still use the S&P 500 uh, as far as its overall index link. But we've seen, uh, you know, other companies come in with different types of indexes to be able to give, uh, give a client a different type of uh, perspective, uh, like the Dow Jones or, you know, some of them now have foreign indexes that are built in them. Some of them have gold indexes that are built in them. So there's, there are tons of different types of indexes. But the standard, you know, has always been S&P 500 as, as far as the, the index the link. And those are, that's generally the standard. Yeah, I remember when I first started um, using index annuities, basically that's all it was, was the S&P 500. And, and now, as you say, you can get uh, you can get commodity indexes, gold indexes. There's even one I know of. You can get, do a short S&P 500 uh, index. Mm-hmm. Um, so the word rider pops up quite a bit in when we when we're in the world of annuities. What is a, a rider? So a rider is is something that you can add on to the policy. Um, you know, generally it adds some type of a guarantee. Um, you know, that's that's really why you would want a rider on on an on an annuity contract is to add an additional guarantee on it. So it's it's kind of like when you're buying a new car, you can add options, right? Absolutely. And, and Absolutely. those those additional options, they cost money. Do these riders cost money? Absolutely. All of them all of them have some type of structured cost. Yeah. And you know, we talked about the four varieties of annuities earlier, the immediate, the fixed, the variable and the index annuity. Do you have riders for all four of those? Uh, almost all of them. Uh, generally, you don't have riders on on immediate annuities, but any type of a deferred annuity, uh, most carriers will have some type of rider that can be added on uh, onto the contract. Okay, so what are these riders? Let's talk about these options. Sure. So we have uh, riders like uh, income riders. That's the most popular one today. That's that's what we're seeing. Uh, I would say probably you know eighty percent of of policies that are written, and the number may be more than that. But but I would you know my best guess would be at least eighty percent of annuity contracts that are written today are written with some type of an income rider on the contract. And then there's also probably what a death benefit rider. Death benefit riders. Uh, also, um, you know, if, if you if you get outside of the index annuity, uh, there are uh, you know inside of variable annuities there are riders that are principal guarantee riders. You know, those things are additional fee structures that you know within those contracts. Well, Brian, we've only got about a minute or so left in this in this segment. I when we come back from break, I really want to dig deep into these riders because here's where this is an area where I find most people really. Um, stumble. They they just don't understand how these things work. Uh, they don't they don't understand what what they've bought. Uh, they don't understand the cost of these things. I mean, some of these riders uh, can add two three percent a year in in the fee in your annuity, especially if you if you're talking about a variable annuity. So I want to dig deep into that. I want to dig deep into the income rider uh, because I find that that is either 
grossly missold or grossly under, misunderstood. I'm not sure which it is, uh, because if you've ever been told, I can guarantee you a 6 or a 7% per year return on this annuity, they're talking about the income rider. They're not talking about your actual growth of that annuity. So when we come back, we're going to dig deep into these myths and, and mysteries about annuities. You're listening to the Wealth Guardian Show right here on 94.5 WPTI, the Piedmont's News Talk and Sports Station. And we're back. This is the Wealth Guardian Show on 94.5 WPTI. My name's Doug Ray, and with me today is Brian Bailey. And we are talking about annuities, myth, fact, and misconceptions, the pros, the cons, the good, the bad, the ugly. Um, when we broke away for, for, uh, from our last segment, I was talking, we were talking about the different options you can put on these. And, and, and one of them that I, I really want to, um, in this segment, drill deep into is this income rider. This is a rider an option that will guarantee the growth of your money uh, over a certain period of time at a certain rate of interest, say 6%, 7%. They used to have 8%. I don't think there's anything out there anymore that has that. could be. Um, most of them were compounded annual rates return, and some of them were just simple interest. But, folks, what an income writer does is it grows that money so that one day in the future you can basically turn it into a lifetime income. You cannot use that money as a withdrawal base. You cannot take that money out lump sum, and you can't lump sum have that go to a, 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 a beneficiary. In a way, I call it funny money. Now, Brian, get back into the conversation here. Am I am I am I right? Wrong? In the middle? Yeah, you're you're right on right on track, Doug. I mean, you know the the biggest misconception I think of of income riders today is the roll up rate. When the industry we call it the roll up rate, this is the guaranteed actuarial rate that the insurance company gives uh, a consumer uh, to calculate this income that you're talking about. Uh, but a lot of people are selling this as a rate of return, or you know, even if they're not selling it as a rate of return, that's really what a lot of consumers hear. You know, they they hear the interest rate and they think that it's a rate of return. Um, so you know, I think it's our job, really, in the industry, to help people understand that this is really not a rate of return. What it really is is a guaranteed rate to help design the insurance company payout. Uh, down the road, and at the end of the day, what these income riders are designed to do is give you a guaranteed payout, and that is the bottom line number that you're looking for. Not necessarily what is the income roll-up rate, but what is the real payout number that I'm receiving at the time that I'm going to take income? Uh, because just like you said, you know, the, there are all kinds of different varying rates. You know, we we, we have them, uh, and by the way, there are some rates that are uh, higher than you know six and seven percent, but they're simple interest rates. And they're not compound. You know, which is a whole nother, you know, probably segment that we could do, uh, you know, on the radio. But, uh, you know, I've seen them right now at, at 10% simple uh, or 6% compound. You know, 
six and a half to one or a dozen, whatever you want to call it. It's it's essentially, you know, this interest rate is to me not necessarily how important that is, but really what's the important bottom line number that, that at some future date that we want to take that income for. You know, that simple versus compounded interest is, is, a, is a key point. I've got a client right now who was sold two variable annuities uh, with what she believes is an 8% um, roll-up rate for the income account. And uh, when we did the math on it, um, I had one that had a 5% compounded annual rate of return. And in a little less than five years, it had beaten her 8%. Um, so that is a critical uh, thing for folks to understand what they have and, and, and what they don't have. Uh, do all annuities have this uh, option of adding these income accounts? Not all annuities have it, um, but but the majority of them do now, and and I think the majority of them do because, you know, the, there are consumers. I think the consumer demand uh, in the marketplace today is that, you know, they want more guarantees, and so what many people are seeing this is is a way to get more guarantees with their retirement income dollars. So you've got these income accounts, are there that are available on fixed annuities, variable annuities and indexed annuities. Is there a difference between the income account on a variable annuity as opposed to the fixed annuity? I don't think that there's a there's a difference per se in the actual income account. I think the real difference is is you know how how is the engine of of the contract itself. You know, the variable annuity, you know, can potentially uh, take on market loss. Uh, they also can can get you know real strong market gains. So there's you know there's there's that varying rate of return within in the uh, variable annuity, uh, within the index annuity or the fixed annuity. You know we're not, you know, we're not taking that market loss, if you will. Um, you know, by, but also there you know there may be some uh, upside. Um, you know, cap structures, things like that, they kind of limit your upside as well. So, you know, but but as far as getting back to the income account, um, they're they're essentially the same, uh, with the differences in you know what's the roll up rate, you know what's the guarantee period, and that kind of brings me to I, I think if you want to really understand these things, you, you need to ask a really a four standard questions. You know, what is the roll up rate? And that's the very top one. That's that's you know that's what we all want to know is what is that rate of return guarantee that's that's going to that's going to push my income account up. Also, how long is that guarantee period? You know, that's the second question. The third one and probably what's most important is what's the actuarial payout at the time that I take the income? What is the payout number? What's the bottom line number? Uh, because that's the most important. Uh, and then the fourth one and this is probably equally as important, what's the fee structure? What are what are the fees that I'm going to pay to have these contractual guarantees on the contract? I totally agree with that. Um, if you just joined us today, uh, we're uh, this is the Wealth Guardian Show. We have Mr. Brian Bailey as our special guest, and we're talking annuities, myths, misconceptions, the good, the bad, the ugly. Uh, what I'd like to do right now, if you've got an annuity that you don't understand, if you've got one of these income accounts with, say, a 6 or 7% guaranteed rate of return or even an 8%, and you can't quite wrap your mind around what it is and what it isn't, Give us a call and and let's talk about it. Um, I'll tell you the straight scoop on on what you got, and I'll tell you if I think it's good, and I'll tell you if I don't think it's right for you. Uh, Call us at 336-391-3409. That's 336-391-3409. 
888-344-3409. So these income accounts, you and I uh, have had debates about them. My feeling is I just, I mean, I've been in this business 28 years now, and I know how people feel about their retirement accounts, and that's where most of this money's going in the retirement accounts. I got a feeling that these income accounts are not going to be utilized as much as maybe the insurance industry believes. I, I just got a feeling that people are just going to go back to the old-fashioned way of just taking standard withdrawals, maybe setting up as a monthly income or, or, or just lump sum whenever they need it. Or if they've got to take that required minimum distribution, they'll just take it out as, as, as a, uh, just a withdrawal. What's your gut instinct? I think I think you're right on the mark. Um, you know what we're seeing now, and and I ask this question to a lot of lot of advisors that I work with all across the country, from you know North Carolina to Texas to California. Um, you know the question I do usually ask is, you know, how many how many of these clients are you putting income riders on their contracts? Um, you know, and and the the numbers are high. Uh, and then my secondary question is, well, how many of the clients are you actually seeing them turn on the income? And and that answer is relatively low. Uh, I think I asked you the same question the other day, Doug, and, and it was, uh, you know, you, you said, you know, not very many. Um, you know, that's my that's my grand fear, I think, in this industry is that, you know, what what is it that we're selling uh, to the consumer? And, uh, you know, should they be getting this or should they not be getting it? You know, I, I look at these income riders uh, to me as, a, as almost a love-hate relationship. I love them uh, when they fit. And I hate them when they don't fit, uh, and and more often than not, they they are not fitting the scenario that that you know was originally designed for. Well, you know, in retirement planning, there's a lot of ways we can we can skin that cat, and and rarely, rarely in my work do I add the income rider on there because I don't, like I said, I don't believe they'll ever use it, and why add the extra fee drag uh, if if you don't believe they'll ever ever use the thing. Um, you know, there's one company I know of out there, you know it too, they give the client one for free. It's a relatively low return right now. Mm-hmm. But uh, in that case, they, they they have it. It's a freebie, and, you know, there's, that's no big deal. But generally speaking, you're talking about at least another um, half of a percent all the way up to as much as a whole percentage point in extra fee, fee drag for these for these income accounts. Right, right. I mean, the, the fee drag is, is so important. Uh, you know, I, I, that's, that's one thing that I, that I like to talk about a lot with advisors. I, I'll give you an example. This is this is one that I actually looked at um, a couple of days ago uh, with, with an advisor. And so he had a 60-year-old client, uh, had a, had $100,000. He, he wanted an illustration on, you know, what the roll-up and then what the payout was going to be for the client. So uh, this particular carrier that I was looking at uh, actually gave the client a 10% upfront bonus, uh, in their in their account, and then also on the income account, and then it had a six percent roll up. So we go back to that sort of guarantee. You know, this is the six percent roll uh, of that income account. So what I talked about with the advisor was, you know, let's look at the really the bottom line. I, I'm not really concerned about what the roll up is going to do. I want to know what the bottom line is. Um, so if we held out for five years, you know, that bottom line number, the payout would be a little over seven thousand dollars. So seven thousand two hundred dollars. Uh, the client was going to receive for the rest of their life, you know. So then I then I said, well, you, you know, when is the client going to turn the income on? And and he said, well, I don't really know. 
I said, well, let's let's look at when it makes sense and when it doesn't make sense to turn the income on. You know, in this case, if that was if we went out for five years and we turn income on, and he lived through life expectancy, so that's age 65, he lived for 20 years through life expectancy, uh, he would receive from the insurance company $144,000 and some odd change. Okay, and that may make some sense. Uh, you know, if you're if you have a you know your your income plan designed that way, uh, I said, well, let's let's see, let's let's hold out for 10 years. What if we hold out for 10 years? You know, what's the bottom line number? If he held out for 10 years. The bottom line number would be ten thousand six hundred and thirty-eight dollars. If he again lived to life expectancy, that's fifteen years from that point up to age eighty-five. The payout number they would receive one hundred and fifty-nine thousand five hundred seventy dollars. Okay, what if he lived to a or what if you started the income at age seventy-five? Got about a minute left, Brian. Yeah, sorry. So that would that would uh, put us at fourteen thousand four eighty. The number would be one hundred and forty-four thousand eight ninety. At that point, to me, it doesn't make a lot of sense. You have a diminishing return. So to me, it made a lot of sense to turn that on earlier instead of holding out later. So I guess the bottom line is this, folks. Um, Annuities are very, very appropriate when put together properly in your overall retirement plan. Don't just listen to one financial advisor who says, I hate annuities or I hate anything, you know. A mutual fund could be perfectly well-placed in a portfolio if, if it's the right design. So give us a call at 336-391-3409. Let's have that conversation. Let's discuss what you have in your retirement plan and if it's right for your future. You've been listening to The Wealth Guardians right here on 94.5 WPTI, the Piedmont's News Talk and Sports Station. 